Hey everyone, Chris here, host of SV Cheats 1. Just letting you know that we are officially on Apple Podcasts. So if that's your preferred way of listening to podcasts, then come check us out and leave us a five-star review of a comment and your comment might even be read out on the podcast. Like this comment from Isaac saying, I like the taste and texture of test eagles in and around my mouth. What an amazing comment. And now on with the show. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette. Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? Hello world and welcome to SV Cheats 1, a podcast about gaming and gaming related symptoms. I am your host Chris and with me today we have... Is me, Alex. I am also here and joining me and Chris we have... Me, Jaden. <laughs> the enthusiasm is through the roof of this one. Uh, someone needs to balance it out. With the, infusi- with the lack of enthusiasm, with the extra enthusiasm? Yeah, exactly. We have enthusiasm, high, medium, and low. Is is there is like, is there a, how can I put it? No. A detriment to having too much enthusiasm? Yes. How? You, you leap before you look. Yeah, but like, if we're, if no we're all enthusiastic. Sky. Yeah, but he wasn't enthusiastic. He was just playing bullshitting everyone. Yeah, but he got us enthusiastic. Or rather, he got Jaden enthusiastic enough to buy me that. That's not yep. quite how that worked. Well, a few other people chipped in, but th- thank you for the birthday present. Yes, happy birthday. My birthday's coming up. Fucking how about a... Uh, My you know, birthday's I, coming up too. Like, it's only, what, four and a half months away? Yeah. Mine's... Mine? <laughs> Holy shit, my birthday's a lot quicker and closer than I thought. I've got nothing planned for my birthday. I'm getting too old to have do things for birthday might have a dinner not too sure but fucking love order a different kind of takeout for your birthday you know how old i am how i'm getting you're now what 28 no it's no i'll be turning 27 but like i'm getting so old that i'm looking forward to a haircut (laughs) like man the haircut seems to be like one of those things where it's it's gonna make my day either because the haircut's gonna fuck it up like i'm gonna ever get the shittest haircut or i'm gonna get a really nice haircut and feel nice about myself and that's how i call my day yeah i've gotten to the point where for christmas i'm actively asking people for clothing really yeah i'm like hey i need i need some new pajamas can you can you guys like maybe get me some pajamas for christmas so i don't have to go and buy them myself like my Christmas is kind of settled with friends because I just buy them video games. Like, I just buy them stuff on Steam and since Steam will have that special going on, like, they're bound yeah. to have... They, they have it every year so you can get games dirt cheap. Yeah. And then just, just uh, make sure as a friend to stick games in your wish list it makes it easier for us to buy you, like, you know. My wish list in Steam is becoming ridiculous now because I see a game and I'm like, ooh, wish list, ooh, wish list. It's And it's like in the 50s now. Yeah, you can never after, after me. E3, my wish list was from, went from like twenty games to thirty games. Yeah, like E3 really does not help me in that department. No, but the thing about E3's wish list system is the AAA titles. There's only a few I like. The mo- most of the games I'm put on my wish list were the indie games. Yeah, indie games is where it's at. Pretty much. Oh, it's fucking 
Because I don't know if gonna... I've said it on the podcast before, but I have a saying, and it's AAA games are the K-pop of game of the games industry. Is well, like just... mass-produced. Yeah, they're just, they're mass-produced, manufactured, super fake. They're des- they're designed to just <sighs> suck you in and just drain all your money. That's all they are. Well, do you know what's not going to drain all your money and fill uh, you up with the beautiful flavors of uh, energy? Is it the nectar of the gods? It is the nectar of the gods, V. A tall, frosty can of V right here, right now. Mm. I wish I Drink could Drink responsibly, my hands. but sponsor us. Yeah. We, we, anyway. We're not alcoholic. We don't have to say drink responsibly. Yeah, but like you have to still drink energy drinks responsibly. Yeah, well, it's not my fault you died. Yeah, but that wasn't V's fault either. That was Red Bull's fault. Don't drink Red Bull. Yeah, don't drink Red Bull. Drink V. It won't put yeah. you into a self-induced coma. Exactly. And that's the last thing you want is a fucking self... No, it wasn't self... I went unconscious. Anyway, that's beyond the point. Yeah. How was your week, Alex? My week? Well, you've been present for most of my week because we've both been playing uh, Soul, uh, Warhammer 40k Soulstorm together. We've been playing a lot of RTSs together. Yes, I've actually started... I've, I was a big fan of RTSs way back in the day, and I still am a big fan of RTSs, but I really like the base-building aspect of RTSs. You know, like manufacturing your own base and then manufacturing <laughs> units from inside the base. So that, that sort of real-time stuff really gets me. And I'm a huge fan of the Warhammer 40k universe and the Warhammer Age of Sigma universe as well. So having a RTS that is in that universe just really it's it's been it's been providing me with many a good time because yeah like i the reason why i i would say the reason why we sort of went back into a uh warhammer rts is because we were playing vermintide 2 i i the only reason why i touched vermintide 2 i forgot i even had it i don't even remember how i got it all i know is it's in my library um i have the feeling i got it from a bundle of some sort but i have vermintide 2 in my library and i was like fuck it i'm gonna play it because e3 had a small presentation where they're getting a left for their two versus mode i'm like it kind of looks interesting so i want to pick up the game before the the uh, versus mode jumps in and see how it is and i had a lot of fun with vermintide 2 vermintide 2 is actually really fun and that's it's it's for me it's a left for dead game like at, at its core mechanical design, it's just Left for Dead with a heavier focus on melee weapons, and with a Warhammer Age of Sigma sort of um, coat of paint. Mm. But like you can also like, it's I fought for the longest time that, oh, oh pardon me, fought for the longest time that it was just a discount Left for Dead clone. No, and it is not. Well, that's what I thought because it's what it looked like. But I never saw like the in-depth sort of uh, situation where you could level up your characters, you can put abilities on your characters. You unlock uh, different abilities for your characters as different abilities uh, you and weapons and, and armor. get new job classes for them as well. Yeah, like that. That I did not see at all. I just saw the sort of campaign things of a of a midget wielding the biggest fucking axe that ever did grace God's green earth, and I thought, okay, that just looks like Left 4 Dead, but instead of zombies, it's rats. And it took me the longest time for my, like, the head to just click in, oh, Vermintide is like a literal tidal wave of vermin. I'm like, okay, that's kind of like, I would say clever, but not. But it's it, it's a fairly good game. 
mm. from what I've experienced so far. And then I'm like, this makes me want to play Soulstorm because Jaden uh, asked me like, I think a couple of weeks back, it's like, hey, you want to play some Soulstorm? I'm like, yeah, I installed it. And then we just didn't play anything. We just didn't play it. It sort of just went off to the wind. And then, but, and then you, in all your generosity, saw a uh, saw it for a good deal on a, so on a totally a... totally legal purchasing website. And, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like the the, the it's the not like with key redistributors, you have actual um, key redistributors who are above board, and then you have like the ones that people don't fucking go to because they get like refunded often because they're stolen keys mm. but yeah like kingwin is like it kingwin's not bad because that's where i've seen the most above board steam dealers yeah but like sites like g2a it's like yeah we know they steal keys and sell on the site We're just not doing anything about it i'm like yeah. well fuck man why would i ever go to I don't want to pay fucking $90 for a game which some Steam key distributor that I know is above board is selling it for like $6. I got Dawn of War free for like 6 bucks. Yeah, I was thinking of picking up Dawn of War as well. I think it's like $9 at the moment. But like mm. that that also raises like a good point with the Epic Game Store because a lot of people defend the Epic Game Store going, oh, well, Steam needs competition. Steam needs a competitor in the market. Well, Steam's already had a competitor in the market. It was yeah. these fucking key trading stores. So you were too lazy to fucking look for them. That's all it is. Because it's like, oh, Steam has a monopoly. It's like, well, the more By very I definition, think... no. The more I think Steam had the monopoly the more i realized it never did yeah because the, the there's monopoly so many, was never there yeah because steam keys are just keys that can be activated on steam it doesn't have to be bought through steam anyone any redistributor can get steam keys from the developers and publishers themselves and then sell that key at like a cheaper price and because they're on these d key redistributor redistributor sites they are competing with each other yeah. so that's where you get the competitive prices you get the competitive pricing from all the other websites you get the people lazy pricing you Steam. steam's got a monopoly on the games market people are saying the steam marketplace and system it's got a monopoly over the steam launcher kind of aspect which is yeah absolutely so what they're complaining is that the storefront has a monopoly over the storefront it's it's more of like the storefront has a monopoly over the launches because oh. before you had like everyone was going through steam because that was like the major place to sell your keys mm. and steam also bonus is like uh tied in with a light a library game manager so that's that's how that's how it's always been like steam originally was a game library manager i remember buying the orange box brand spanking new and like all steam was at that time was like this blocky like windows 98 looking green army tent game manager but you still had to download the games from their service because since the orange box like the dvd has five games on it but it can't have every single game on it you need to download the rest of the game i guess that's a good security measure but it's terrible when you've got like next to dial-up internet yeah back at the time 
But it's, yeah. it's still, it's still at that time. Uh, fucking Mister, my internet cuts out every thirty minutes on the dot. Yeah. So TPG have been very um, dancing on the razor's edge here because they've gone. We're going to give you your internet finally, and it was fine for like a couple of weeks, and then now it's like they're making up for lost time and just trying to disconnect me any single fucking chance we get. Like last night when we tried playing some more Soulstorm and, and uh, RTSs like that, it just kept getting kicked because the internet would drop. Now, it's yeah. not an issue with our stuff because we've already, like, they've sent us new routers. Uh, we've had, like, electricians and stuff come in and check the wires. It's all fine. It's either TPG's fault or NBN, NBN Co's fault. And both TPG and NBN Co are blaming each other. No one's gone, okay, we're going to fix it. Because no, they, d- they don't want to accept responsibility. No, because accepting responsibility means they've done something wrong. And if they've done something wrong, it's the onus is on them to reimburse you for it. Yes. And they don't want to do that. Because that costs them money. That Goddamn yeah. money. Money that they want to keep in their greedy little pockets. So basically... Yeah, that was going to be a good portion of my week was the fact that we're playing a whole bunch of RTSs. Yep. So what other than the RTSs we're playing, what have you been up to? Uh, nothing much, really. Just, yeah, I've been playing these RTSs, looking for more old base builder RTSs. Um, I'm trying to get my streaming shit kicked off by streaming, you know, uh, Hellblade, Center with Sacrifice. Gotten, gotten playing that one again because I said that I would. And I, I fucking meant it, and I am. It's like, oh, the yeah, combat system in that game. I, I saw him stream it. I was there. Yep. The combat system in that game just, oh, I, I wish more games had a combat system like that. Yeah, it's, on the stream, you were basically gushing at the legs about how good the combat system is. It's it's so up close, personal, and visceral. And just not not only that, it's like, that's just the main selling point of it. When you, you actually my friend, get down to it. Haven't played Gears of War then. I have absolutely played Gears of War. <laughs> yeah, I, I have 100% played Gears of War. And let me tell you, all right, that Gears of War and its little uh, fucking tomato sauce packets just spurting all over the place ain't the goodness that this is. There's no weight behind stuff when you kill it in Gears of War. Like the only I mean, there's weight behind the has- characters themselves, just not oh, the actions. Yeah. Just having, like, smuggling an entire leg of ham in your bicep, Marcus Phoenix. That doesn't that doesn't equate to jack shit though, because like the only move in Gears of War that had any weight to it was the bayonet charge in Gears of War three, and that one that one had some real weight to it. Like the mach- was it the chainsaw? Was it the, it was like the lance? That's the lancer. The lancer's chainsaw. Um, when you actually sawed someone in half, like it, it didn't feel like you were sawing someone in half. It certainly looked like it, but like the controller the way they articulated it didn't feel like it was actually happening. It was more like, oh, I'm just going to saw through this tomato sauce packet, really, with all the red that was spurting out everywhere. It's like a Japanese horror movie. Yep. It's like, oh, Tokyo Gore Police is the best for Japanese visceral blood sprinklers. Like, there's even a point in Tokyo Gore Police where at the end the big baddie has, like, his legs cut off and he literally jets around with the propulsion of the blood spurting out of his legs. I type Tokyo Gore Police into Google Images, and the first thing that comes off 
not the first thing that comes up, but like about about three lines down is this quadruple amputee lady with fucking katanas for limbs. I'm pretty sure there's a a uh, the cold engineers. Um, but I'm pretty sure there is an engineer that has a elephant trunk for a dick. I need to watch this movie. I'm, I'm pretty sure we could put it for a uh, movie night. I am so down for a movie night of this. So is that your week? That's my week. All right, Jaden, how about you? How's your week been? Well, I've played a little bit of Soulstorm with you guys. And other how than that, you find it? Um, you seem well, to be loving it. You're definitely more skilled than not, like than me and Mono. I, so you've had a lot of experience. I in it. used to play that game a lot against my brother. Um. So yes, I do have some experience with it. Um, I mean, it certainly helped that I won, or at least drew most of the games. That certainly helps the enjoyment factor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no one likes getting their asses handed to them. Yeah, but I am enjoying it. I've just been trying to repick up. Um, Well, what I yeah. used to do with the game mm-hmm. and realizing that uh, you're not as dumb as 12-year-olds, me and my brother, so half my cheese tactics that used to be really effective don't work. Don't work anymore because, <laughs> yeah, the skill level stepped up a bit. Yeah. Because that's, that's how I sort of played RTSs when I was young. It's sort of like, I like the look of this unit. I'm going to make that my entire army. Well, like and I then said, just like run one that. of my biggest cheeses, which is... Which is specifically why I didn't play Eldar when we were, um... Specifically why I didn't play Eldar when Mm. we were doing our teammates against the computer is so I could cheese you with the Eldar without you seeing how I played them. Because, yeah, you can't see the Eldar Eldar units or Eldar Eldar buildings. Eldar base can turn invisible. You can use your webway gaze to teleport turrets into the front lines and minefields uh you can just you can teleport your builders about half the map like that teleport has a really long range so if you teleport that early get a webway get somewhere invisible before someone notices Mm -hmm. um then basically unless by some happenstance an enemy happens to walk a detector unit near it you have a portal that you can send your army through for the rest of the game. So you just basically just... It's... Oh, I'm pretty sure the Protoss and StarCraft 2 have a system like that where you can just warp in yeah. you, uh, uh, the units have as the, long as you... Uh, gateway, like the uh, fucking warp gate upgrade for the gateways where they can teleport their units into anywhere they have a power supply. Yeah, a pylon, And they also yeah. have a flying unit that can generate a power supply. So one of my tactics with the Protoss is rush those and Dark Templar and go around to the uh, to my opponent's um, SCV or probe line and just set up a power field inside there and just warp in Dark Templar. Jesus. So, Jayden, oh, so, so you played the uh, Eldar in Dawn of War. Are the Dark Eldar much different? And how yeah, so? The, the Dark Eldar definitely play differently. I'm a little out of practice. Uh, they, I, what I do remember from them is they, I think, were the only army that had 
army abilities that you could access from your stronghold or from anywhere. You had a separate bar for army abilities that cost a third resource, which I think was slaves or torture or something like that. Dark elves. Um, mm. And that let you use, like, uh, psychic storms and shit like that. You need to have the right buildings to to be able to access them. But yeah, past utilize that, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one I remember, I did have a funny match. It was a, a three-way free-for-all that... I end up losing, but that was largely because I was fucking around. Um, their super, their super unit. I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically a large uh, ravager platform, which is a heavy weapons platforms. The yeah. biggest uh, dais of destruction is what it was called, and the biggest thing about it has had an active ability, which was like this sweeping death ray, which would flat out insta kill any infantry that it connected with. Hmm. Um. And you've seen how far you can zoom out on Dawn or Two. It's, yeah, with it's the yeah. Dawn War, you you can't zoom out very far. It cut, co- but even so, it covers about half of the screen. Jesus. Jesus. And like I said, it straight up kills any infantry except maybe like Thunderhammer Terminators. Like other than that, they just die. On top of that, one of the army abilities that you have is reset all your units cooldowns for their activated abilities really oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i end up losing the game but that's mainly because my entire thing was just generation and speed up buffs and then i had the one black up sitting there and whenever someone charged an army and i just zap it to death because we were playing on a map that had like one bridge into everyone's base (laughs) some Um, of those maps are kind of fucked though it was a really... I, I don't properly know how to play Dark Elder because I only ever played them as a cheese. I never played them properly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I can really say about that one. Um, <laughs> so what else have you been up to? Uh, very little. I really haven't been doing anything... Except, no, I have been working on homebrewing a... I've been working on homebrewing a class for Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Um, basically, one of my DMs has gone... You know, he plans on doing another campaign set in the same world after our current one's yeah, finished. Yeah, it's like a... Wait, this is the uh, spin-off or the sequel? Yeah, kind of that. It, it's it'll have different characters, but it's the same world, like twenty tw- minutes later or something. Sorry, twenty years set twenty, 20 minutes, minutes later. later. Fucking how direct a sequel can you get? Uh, never finished. It's like we never left. Yes, yeah, so I set twenty, uh, about twenty or thirty years after the first one, and. Um, with different characters and all of that. Oh, so, so it's we'll have, basically and dealing with... a different continent. So, like, we'll have all the lore and stuff in the world from what's happened with the last group. Oh, so, like, I was going to say, like, is it something where you have to deal with the aftermath of the first campaign, or is it something the which just... The will be more a lore implication than a direct... Um... Direct influence. Yeah. Mm. I see that's fine. Uh yeah. 
So I'm working with the DM to... Because he wants to... Basically, he wants to... Make it so... Uh, what's the word? He, You're he the story. wants to be a lot more free with character creation in this one. Because in, in the last game, it was the first one he'd ever run. And yeah. he wasn't especially confident. Like, he, he did homebrew and make up a fair amount. But for character creation at the start, he's like, just follow the, you know, just do stuff from the book. Yeah. Follow um, the rule book, yeah. Follow the rule book. And that's just and the continuation. From the continuation, but on this one, he's going, I want people to basically play whatever the hell they want. So whatever you can think of, we'll try and build it out to work. <laughs> that's going to lead to some uh, curious because, because characters. Because he's so much more confident about um, playing it. Like, he's so much yeah. more confident about running it because he's got all the experience in the last one. Um, so, I've been building my own class for that campaign, and the main concept of that is that the character's body is effectively a, a generator. It constantly generates electricity at, okay. at a rate that touching her is harmful to other people. At any so, point. so there's like a just a regular zap or just person. So, what what is the, his character reminds me of that? Is it Cole McGrath from Infamous? I think. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That motherfucking undo shit. Standing in a puddle is lethal. Yeah. Well, was that is that your weakness? Is you is it's going to be a rainy day? You got to hide under something? No, because I'm immune to lightning. Oh, that's like, right. If you're the one creating be, the lightning, yeah. I can't be her. It's not like Cole McGrath where, she, where he harnesses and takes lightning from other things. Is that I'm immune to lightning. Actually, I heal from being struck by lightning. Is that going to be one of your abilities? To call that, upon the wrath of the gods? That is one of my abilities is to heal. But most of the abilities are... Like, the main, the main weakness for the character was the idea that... Um, was more of an out-of-combat issue like it's it doesn't have the issue of like a lot of spell casters in which they can run out of spell slots um because like i i will run out of charges but because mm. i'm constantly generating i'll have some back in another couple of turns ah so it's uh, like a quick refresh exactly it's more the fact that anyone trying to do some kind of medicine check, anyone trying to use a potion on me, anyone, a paladin trying to use a lay on hands, anyone trying to use a touch-based buff spell, will all hurt them. Because I can't choose not to hurt teammates. If I touch you, anyone... You certainly sound like the, the greatest one of the bunch. You're active detriment to your team. On top of, on top of that, there's also the aspect that 90% of items... For example... Potions and scrolls, due to how damage calculation works in 5th edition, yeah. if I hold a potion or a scroll for one or two turns, it will break. Oh, okay. From the passive lightning damage that I deal to whatever touches me every round. 
So you basically you can't have much other than anything that just helps your electricity lightning shit. Yeah, exactly. So the idea was that the class is its main weakness is kind of non-combat weaknesses or uh, collateral being more mm. of the issue than actual strength, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So that was the whole theme of that going on. For your character? Yeah, both the character and the, the class. But I could talk about that for a long time, as I very much enjoy my... You and your moon speak yeah <laughs> well I boys in your moon like, speak yeah yep. exactly but uh, yeah I, as you well know i very much we should probably add context D&D to that and um th- there's not much context you'll call you'll call it moon speak whenever we talk about D because you've got no idea what the fuck's going on well we call we call it moon speak because we watch the um the jontron um Oh, episode. that's right. The, yeah. The yeah. Jontron recut of the D&D movie? Yeah. Or whatever the fuck what that the... was again? Yeah, God, that, that, that was D&D funny. slander movie. <laughs> that movie's so fucking weird. It really is. Oh, it was so fucking bad. I love, ev- I love every frame of that movie. Unironically. Yeah. He's one with God. <laughs> Jesus is I the only... One. Jesus is the only dungeon master you need. Yep. That's a so, fucking podcast title. <laughs> Jesus is the only dungeon master you need. Oh, great. So that's your week done? Yeah, I did very little other than that. So in my week, obviously onto the uh, RTSs in mono situation. Yeah, so I've been playing a whole bunch of RTS, especially the Warhammer stuff. But I've also dabbled in whatever um, other RTSs I've got. So, apparently, so I've been trying games like Company Heroes 2, Rise of Nations, Stellaris. I really want to get back into Civilization as well. Civilization Mm. was one of those non-strenuous political RTS games, which is like very, like Civilization's 5. Civilization 6, I did not like. I don't know why. It just did not feel right. Civs 5 is a nice little RTS that you can enjoy if it doesn't take a million and ten turns and the computer shits itself after every playthrough. Because that seems to be an issue I have with friends where we're playing um, online civs and it just takes fucking forever for the turns to take because there's so much shit going on. Oh, you know what that sounds like? What? Total War Warhammer. Ah, that's one we've been playing. See, me and and Alex have been playing that and... uh... See, we do the Mortal Empires campaign, and how that works is Total Warhammer is is built out to be play, to be a trilogy of the first, second, mm. and third games. Third hasn't been released, and we're playing Total Warhammer 2. There's a special thing in that where if you own 1 and 2, you can play the Mortal Empires campaign, which is both the maps and all the races from both maps combined. Okay. So it's not that the AI's turns take long, it's the turn time. It's, it's the turnaround of the turns to get it back to being your turn that takes long. Because that's to go through about 200 turn. races. Jesus. Uh, that's, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but only a bit. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if there is 50 or 60... Races, individual races. Mm. Armies that need to be dealt with. 
Oh yeah, there's multiple armies, isn't it as well? Yeah, because then you got each different units classification under each army. On top, it so there's like, crazy. in total, I think twelve different races approximately. Each mm-hmm. of those races have three or four factions. On top of that, each also has one or two player, sorry, one or two AI only factions that are added on top of the players' choice, on top of the ones the players can choose from. And yeah. then there's whenever a province well, unless, rebels unless it creates an Empire. army of a new faction whenever and that faction needs its own turn and that faction gets its own turn um yep and then there's also the roaming factions as well like um like the, the 20 different beastmen and, and the pirates yeah like Everyone i said gets i turn. actually believe like there would be 60 60 or 70 different because yeah total warhammer is something i've been wanting to get into but it's expensive yes it's not something it you can afford because like the cheapest i can get it is because like valve gave me a fucking 50 percent off coupon for some unknown reason so the cheapest i get it is like 50 bucks and even there's like e3 th- uh, e3 deal i wonder if i still have it i don't know if that's a limited time thing only but yeah they gave it, me it was limited time only no i still got it you still got it valid until i guess i'll get it for my birthday <laughs> it's valid until uh 16th of july oh there we go so it's got like another month but yeah it's definitely something i want to get into i haven't played a total war game at all but if i'm going to get into it i want to start with warhammer but it's yeah it's so really good like mm. warhammer 2 is really good so yes i mean playing a whole bunch of rts's and uh so in doom uh the ultra nightmare run is still going on i finally surpassed the foundry which was uh the level at the very end the fight at the very end i kept getting my ass handed to me so after numerous attempts i finally able to beat the foundry and now i am well over halfway through the game in ultra nightmare i've entered hell for the first time so i think that's mission seven or eight out of like so doom consists of 13 missions i'm at like seven or eight right now so i've just entered hell uh after olivia decided to fucking yeet out of this world and yeah so that's going along sweet like it the, the thing about i've noticed with the doom ultra nightmare run is the first three four levels are really difficult because your character's got like nothing your character has no upgrades it has no real decent weapons you're basically just it it's skill you're surviving on for the first four uh missions and then after that uh you're pretty much easy coasting on being like upgraded a lot like i've got max health upgrades from the argent cells uh i pretty much have a weapon every single weapon mod for all my weapons because i've found all the uh weapon modification places because the more secrets uh, you find the more weapon points you get to upgrade your weapons so my aim in the ultra nightmare run is to try and find as many secrets as possible to be able to get max upgraded so the next fight i go into i would have that advantage of having like all my weapons completely maxed out max damaged um having like all the health and ammo and armor etc etc so right now we're at that point where 
we've just entered hell and now things are starting to go back to being a little more difficult. So after doing a lot of investigating, watching a lot of streamers who do ultra nightmare runs, they basically say the first four levels and the last four levels are the most difficult in the game. Everything in between is like the, like you're at the top of the hill. So yeah, you built up first four level built up enough strength that you can use it properly, and you haven't um, what's the word? No, so I've got it. I've got all the upgrades. I've got all the health upgrades. So right now, like I my character is over leveled for the parts that they're in, but as I progress closer towards the end of the game they're going to start throwing a lot more at me, which means there's a lot more you need to dodge and there's a lot more punishment coming my way. Yeah, that. That's what I was trying to get at, but I just... Words. So, uh, I, I really don't want to die now because, like, I don't want to die in the first place, but I'm at the point where I've gotten the furthest I've ever been and dying now means I have to start again. It's, it would just feel so demotivating doing like just dying and then having to roll through it again. But I believe the lessons it's taught me along the way. I, I've played the first four missions like numerous times. I pretty much know all the secret locations, all the enemy spawns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they hopefully like the first two missions. I literally, I it's just like a time waster. I see it as because I can get through it without getting killed or damaged etc etc uh the foundry mission is still the end fight i can still see being a little challenging but then everything after that would just be fine but it's just i still have my other game my my non ultra nightmare just a regular nightmare difficulty run which i'm sort of playing in tandem your practice run yeah my practice run that's technically not cheating because i'm still playing the game on nightmare difficulty uh but just trying not to die so yes i have i am not dead yet in my doom campaign uh my hours in doom i'd say for the last couple of weeks has doubled i had about like 40 hours in doom before i started doing this ultra nightmare nightmare campaign now i have 86 so uh I've definitely put a lot of effort into Doom. My ultimate goal is to beat it on Ultra Nightmare before Doom Internal comes out. Because then I've, I'm probably going to jump straight into a Nightmare difficulty when Doom Eternal comes out and stream the shit out of that. But other than wow. that, that is pretty much my week. Just RTSs and Doom as per usual. I reckon do- and Doom is more per usual with you. Yeah, I, I I I try to get as much Doom in as I can because uh, I the the skills in Doom can degrade, but there's it's kind of like riding a bicycle, except the bicycle has one pedal. And like, yeah, hmm. that one pedal is difficult to get used to, but once you've gotten used to it, you're fine. But uh, ride a bike with one pedal don't ride a bike with one pedal for a long time and it's going to be difficult again you've got to work your way back up so it's kind so of like that's... riding a unicycle like riding actually yeah riding a unicycle but wouldn't or that still be juggling. riding a bike no because a unicycle is a unicycle and a bike's a bike 
Yeah, but like the 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 skills, like once you once you stop riding a unicycle, it's not like you just can't ride a unicycle again. You just yeah, ride a lot of shit than you po- were the, before. The point is, you need to. Well, that's like Doom or other FPSs. You're not going to lose all your skills straight away, but it's definitely going to be harder to pick back up. Exactly. But yes, that is my week. So, I just wanted everyone to know. That's right. I forgot to do one thing. What's um, that? We're on Apple, uh, po- Apple Podcast now. Oh, that's right. You were working with that all week, trying to get it to work, but Apple just yeah. didn't like you because for some reason they, you flagged yourself as dangerous? All right. I will be doing a quick edit at the beginning of the podcast um, because what I did say is uh, if you give us a five-star rating on Apple because Apple do ratings um, and leave a comment, you can have a chance to get your comment read. Mm. And that way, you know, you can like so as i said i'll be definitely the most editing basic form of shilling yeah most basic form of shilling hey if you want to say fucking something stupid and get it read out by me by all means come rate us five stars and you can go into the chance of winning and i'll obviously pick out a winner completely from random but yes yeah, so apple do not like me whatsoever because i made an apple id account for which they flagged me as suspicious the second it was made i'm talking like i put in an email a name uh date of birth just your regular sign up shit and they flagged that as suspicious to which to upload a podcast onto apple you need to have an apple id that is that has been or not not that but like you need to set up like a payment method to uh apple shop just to make sure hey look you know you are a real human being and all my payment methods got blocked every single one paypal credit card that sort of stuff and it didn't come up with the error that they didn't come up with an error that told me what was wrong it just says for assistance please contact apple and I'm like, the fuck? Like, tell me what's wrong. So, send an email, got nothing back. I decided to call them and I got passed around like a soggy sayo until I finally got to someone who's like, yeah, your account was flagged for suspicious activity. I'm like, I literally just made it. Like, I haven't been able to do anything with the account other than it exists. It's not even, like, verified yet. Why is it flagged? Yeah, we don't know. It just is. I'll just unflag that for you now. Oh, good. Bye. And so, yeah, got app, we got uh, a podcast up on Apple now. So now we're on a whole bunch of uh, different fronts for our podcasts. Like, for example, mm-hmm. let's check it out. So we're on eight platforms. Eight. Ooh, wow. Eight. So we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Breaker Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. So we're on a few podcasts. So, uh, yeah, you can listen to us wherever you gosh darn please. But we're do you know, accommodating do you know, like that. Do you know where else we are at? We are on YouTube. We are on YouTube. That's right. 
the uh, we are on YouTube Oz as official. Oz plays that is A U S space P L A Y S exclamation point. The link to the channel will be in the podcast description, so definitely have a look at that and check and out some. The- of- it's the display picture of the monochromatic Australia. Monochromatic Australia. Ah, uh, you're never getting away with that. Never. Well, well, every single time I say it now, I'm basically going to have to say it until we get to a, a point of popularity to which people can just literally just YouTube like Oz plays and find us. Yeah. And then and then they will, and then young '90s kids will never get the joke. 2000 kids actually fuck young 90s what am i 25 8 9 10 Uh, but yes we're on youtube um sekiro is almost finished got a couple of episodes to go and then we have that's right i need to talk to our artist uh artist bloxus because she is doing uh artwork for the pokemon emerald playthrough which is about to go up soon all right yeah that's a thing that That is a thing and I, the most hilarious thing I've I've noticed is that uh, everyone is now doing Pokemon Emerald randomizer playthroughs. Even I mean, like, there's a YouTuber called Zero Lenny who does like he ma- he's he was funny until he started talking. <laughs> so like so so sorry uh, Zero Lenny. So Zero Lenny was basically a character which was voiced by like Microsoft Sam. All right. And it was kind of funny when it was just a Microsoft Sam thing, but now uh, he's decided to actually talk in his videos now. Because when you can't act, voice act. No, no, that's the thing. Like he, he had a thing going, which was kind of funny. And then he's just like, now zero lenny is still microsoft sam voice but now he's putting his own voice in as like a second character and it just doesn't work i'm sorry van but like just having your commentary in something it's kind of like like i had the feeling he blew up and now he's like man my my shit's popular now i can sort of introduce myself into it and you know people will love me i was like uh i mean like as i said his original he did like videos where he would beat dark souls like any dark souls game or bloodborne using the weakest weapon he could find so for like dark souls would be the broken sword and he'll beat the whole game with just a broken sword and it's fucking like he's definitely skilled at what he does and the commentary was pretty like the uh microsoft sam aspect of it was pretty funny but then he started talking and i i just can't stand that voice he's got a very like east london british voice to him like the not sort a, of not a like fan the, of the cockney accent not, oh no i do like the cockney accent but i feel like it's just not his thing's not necessary it feels like a i mean like if people like issue. it yeah, I, yeah, it's it's definitely a personal issue. Like, obviously, if people like it, then you know, do do you. But it's just not something I can sit through his videos anymore and listen. But he did a uh, Pokemon randomizer Nuzlocke playthrough recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, like we literally found this randomizer off by fucking like chance because I went to go look for the rules of Nuzlocke and found randomizer and like hey why not have a look at this and then we had that discussion as to what we should do and now like literally 
was it a week ago some guy did a pokemon emerald uh randomizer playthrough yeah that alex showed me i was like we recorded this like almost a month ago if not a month ago and then all these fucking pokemon randomizer shit keeps coming up and i feel like i don't know i feel like we just didn't upload fast enough yeah. but it's still coming up it's definitely coming up it's great quality video definitely get around it so i know it looks like we're going to be a little late to the the trend uh, but realistically we kind of started the trend yeah. we can't, it's like real i wouldn't even say realistically we started the trend it's more of like we thought that we were doing something original to a degree and then now everyone's doing it mm. so obviously something sparked this something sparked everyone to go we need to have fucking randomized pokemon shit and it has to be pokemon emerald of the it has million to be pokemon emerald. fucking pokemon games like literally i told to be i emerald. told alex to choose any fucking pokemon game and he chose emerald because it's his favorite yeah and then everyone's doing emerald i'm like well uh, yeah yeah fucking fine fine just fine so yes we have a uh, bayonetta going up which I need to fucking edit the latest Bayonetta we've done. Uh, Sekiro is almost finishing. Valkyrie Chronicles is still continuing. Mm-hmm. And we soon after Bayonetta's done, we'll have the Star Wars playthrough, Star Wars The Force Unleashed coming up. And yeah, we've definitely got some new games coming up, which is great. Uh, but I think now we should start heading off into the news. The news topics. Yes, to which like, topics. So, uh, first one, first uh, on the docket today is near and dear to Alex's heart. Very mm-hmm. crazy. The uh, Monster Hunter live action movie has its teaser trailer leaked online. I wish I hadn't watched it. It looks ridiculous. Terrible. So it, lo- it looks terrible. <laughs> So, we just we discussed uh, this aspect in our Resident Evil Two playthrough. Uh, this is an isekai. This is a hundred percent an isekai. I hate that that's the case because this the story revolves around uh, a everyday man in his everyday shit, and um, yeah, he turns out that he's a massive monster hunter person because his father or great granddad was a descent he's a descendant of a very popular monster hunter now he needs to save save them and uh mila yokovich is that how you pronounce it yokovich i think it is mm, uh, alice from resident evil uh, <laughs> she uh plays a general in the military in the modern military army and uh yeah she has to help them destroy in this trailer i'm pretty sure they show the diablos yeah the diablos is uh the monster is the featured monster in the trailer i think it also ends with the um t-grex leaping at the fucking camera it does think. it oh it, yeah it ends with something no, it's definitely a t-rex looking motherfucker then is it probably the anginath regardless oh, but the- regardless some right, so toothy fucker eats the, the camera. The most 
ugly, awkward-looking thing, I think, is the fact that Ron Perlman is that... Uh, admiral. Gen- admiral, yeah. Yeah. He Ron j- Perlman is the Admiral. He just does not look good at all. He looks so out of place. It's like they tried to Japanese Ron Perlman. <laughs> I mean, don't uh, get me wrong, Ron Perlman is a fucking great actor, but this is just the wrong casting call, I believe. Oh, fucking hell. Everything about that trailer is wrong. What the fuck did they do to my handler? I honestly believe they're trying to retcon uh, their original Monster Hunter idea because all the information I'm finding out right now is that the uh, United Nations military team have fallen into a portal and they must fight off gigantic monsters. So I got the feeling <laughs> they are trying to retcon... They're trying to retcon the isekai, but I don't the think isekai. it's going to work. I think they're doubling down I on want, the isekai. I want to see the isekai aspect in this so I can just laugh and laugh and laugh in the cinemas and have a fucking jolly old I, time. I hope, I hope the movie is bad. Like, it, not, not bad as in, like, it's so bad you can't watch it, but so bad it's good. It's good, yeah. Yeah. Like, I have the feeling it's not going to rise to that... Uh, yes, I do say rise. I don't think it's going to rise to that aspect because uh, it looks like it's just going to more offend uh, the Monster Hunter fan base than it will do any good to the community. Because this is Paul W.S. Anderson, who we're talking about. This the is the guy man who, who ruined your baby. The guy who put a fucking shiny bell on my series that is Resident Evil and then shot it in the back of the head. And then put another <laughs> shiny bell on the fucking, on the guts and gore. And said, I made some money. Because they did fucking the, it's the Chinese audience that made, like, the Resident Evil series as much money as it did. And the Chinese audience is going to make the Monster Hunter live action movie series as much money as it did. Because they're all fucking so dumb. It is. Like... Just looking, this is literally like 30 seconds of teaser and it just hurts to watch. Like the only, yeah, like once, once you realize that China controls the marketing trends for everything, you realize that it, it doesn't fucking matter what you want. You're not going to get it. It's like all those people that were crying out like, oh, in Frozen 2, Elsa should be gay. It's like, oh, well, let's, let's take a look at the sales <laughs> charts. Huh, the rest of the world combined does not meet that of China. What's China's stance on the gays? Put them in the camps. Right, so uh, guess what? Elsa's not going to be gay. Elsa's not going to be we gay. We want that Chinese money. If you want Elsa to be gay, you do that in your own time. Yeah. That, <laughs> you that's do that so, shit that's in your own time. That's something for you to do with a Word document in your own time. And people do. People do that a lot. People do that, of course, a lot. Mm. But yeah, by the looks of... like, and if you're talented, you do it with a Photoshop document. So they have a $60 million budget with this, um, which the one thing that I, I seem to understand but do not like the idea of is because Monster Hunter is Capcom's best-selling game now. Monster Hunter World is Capcom's best-selling game. Meaning, mm. you have fans of all walks of life that you, like yeah. a really specific thing, a very niche thing of just hunting monsters and getting used to these monsters. So, you put this in front of all these people 
it's either going to come out like shit and people are gonna like sin it for all hell or you have like because more non i say non-gamers but like what what i mean is people who don't often play video games so like monster hunter is is one of those games you can literally do a hunt and check out come back tomorrow do another hunt it's not something that a hardcore is is strictly hardcore gaming Mm. Uh, so you have a lot of more generalized populace playing monster hunter so this this monster hunter movie is going to either make a fuck ton of money purely because it appeals to like a lot of people who are as cynical as we are or it's going to bomb really hard because people are going to tear it to shreds because it's nothing like the actual monster hunter yeah the problem with aiming a movie at such a generalized audience, especially a Paul W.S. Anderson movie, which has notoriously been regarded as hot shit on both um, this podcast and everyone uh, ever, is people are going to show up to the movie, like reviewers are going to show up to the movie who have had no contact with Paul W.S. Anderson, and they're going to go, what the fuck is this? You see, that's, that's the one issue that I have, though, is because... That exactly happened with the Resident Evil series. You had all these critics go, this movie is the hottest garbage you've ever seen. It is Mm -hmm. terribly directed. It makes no sense. Nothing in this movie is redeemable of a good movie. Yet There's there's enough tilt cam in the movie to make CSGO players look reasonable. It made fucking bank. It made mad stacks of cash. Because the Chinese audience. Yeah. Because, like, they, they, they love that shit. And, but, like, when I watch it, I was, um, me and a friend of ours, first, we went to go see it in cinemas. We are officially part of the problem, yes, I know, but we had to see that hot garbage right out front. We have to see that burning garbage being right at the store. We don't want to see it on the news. We want to feel the warmth of that burning garbage. And, uh, literally we got told off by people behind us because we were laughing too often (laughs) there was so much shit wrong with that film that like people behind us like hey if you want to giggle and laugh how about you leave and i just went mate i paid my ticket for this trash (laughs) but yeah we knew it was a dumpster fire going in We're we're just enjoying the sparks and then like i i had to i had to look out for myself i remember dissecting one fight scene where Miller Jokovic was fighting um fucking what's his name the the general guy on top of the vehicle being like chased by millions of zombies there was like I think 21 camera cuts in the span of seven seconds (laughs) 21 camera cuts Uh in like the span of like the fight which lasted seven to like 10 seconds and you thought early 2010s youtubers had a <laughs> exorbitant jump cuts to exacerbate the situation paul ws anderson he really likes close-up face shots he really likes close-up face shots so a good portion of those 21 cuts were literally like in the face of either miller or the other guy just throwing each other around so you hey, can't he re- tell he really likes the look of his wife yeah he does <laughs> and there's even a scene in that same movie where like a 
industrial like venting fan gets turned on and it's sucking trying to suck people through it someone died i just didn't know who because there was that many cuts it wasn't clear on who actually got flung into the fan and i'm sitting there me and Fuss are sitting there going like who died who's missing and it's like okay fine which is also comes up to another Oh, no, I'm getting off topic, but it comes up to one of the major issues, I think, with that final movie, is, like, they have this successful ability to kill the entire cast of characters in which they turn on this massive exhaust fan, which people are getting sucked through it. One person dies, and then they turn it off. It's like, why why not just keep it on? And it's like, oh, because I want to. I want to challenge them. Like, fuck off, you want to kill them. That's the main thing, and and you just t- no, okay. So, Resident Evil movies aside, Monster Hunter teaser looks god awful, absolutely terrible. And they're spending sixty million doll hairs on this. Sixty million dollars, and you can't even put a fucking decent CG in the movie. They look like they ripped that Diablo's model straight out of the fucking game. The one thing that I will give credit for is, like, the big bone weapon the guy has does look At pretty nice. At least that's accurate. But, uh... It's accurate and it looks really cool. And at like, least, um, they're co- the actors are wearing costumes instead of CG suits. So, like, is Mila Jokovich wearing the Odegaran armor? Yeah, it looks like a black Odegaran yeah. armor from the trailer. It looks thin and, uh, whimsical at best. <laughs> I, I want to I want to say I like the swirly pattern on her tits, but I don't. I really fucking don't. I've got that same pattern at my parents' house, and it's on the roof. <laughs> it's on the not roof. It's on the ceiling, right where the light is. Oh wait, no, hang is on. My, yeah, I my... fixed it. I went back and I watched the trailer now. I can confirm that that is a Rathalos that uh, leaps at the camera. Rathalos. That is all oh, because Rathalos. of the claws through the wings. It's also not only also the claws of the rings. I managed to get it on the frame, and you can see its head, and that is the distinctive shape of a Rathalos face, and it's red, so it's the red Rathalos. But yeah, that is that is one hundred percent a Rathalos. But good good to see they're taking a Monster Hunter icon and just shitting all over it. Yeah, so that's going to be quite interesting. So uh, I'm pretty sure I got delayed to next year as well. Good absolutely not good, good. I, want, I want to be entertained with this fu- like fucking shit fest right now oh trust me we all do but fucking hell like, I, need, like- I need time to prepare I need to emotionally prepare myself I want to get, at least play Iceborne before this movie makes me never want to touch another Monster Hunter game see I hear good things about Iceborne coming out at the end of this year so no it's coming out on the consoles at the end of this year yeah oh, okay. no it's coming no, it's coming out on the consoles uh, next month but it's coming out on PC no at the, the beta the beta's, oh, coming, the beta's out next coming out next the month. release oh. the console releases in november okay so, so yet again, but i do PC hear that it's pretty much a sequel okay that's like that's the amount fair. of content in that dlc is pretty much a sequel well they did that's good. very specifically say that that's what they were looking for mm. and they're fucking doing it too so that's good like that's something i want to see it's something i definitely want to get behind but uh, yeah. When it comes out on PC, is anyone's guess at the moment? Yeah. Even though like the crew at Capcom working on this game are definitely trying their hardest, but since they are not adept in any sort of 
computer um, porting, it will take some time, unfortunately. They're not natural PC developers. They certainly is, are not. Yeah, which is, of course, taking their time. But I am glad that they are taking their time and putting it together competently instead of just doing a rush job to cut, try and keep it one-to-one. That is true. Mm. And okay, on, on the bright side, mm-hmm. when uh, when it does, when Iceborne does come out for PC, we'll have all these helpful and handy guides on how to min-max in fucking 24 hours. That's grand. I love min-maxing. That's uh, what we're here for. So the next thing I want to talk about is... Uh, so Elon Musk has been an idiot. Ah, yes. He's been the a bit ever, of a cunt. The ever-fluctuating um, side-taking of Elon the, Musk. The internet meme that is Elon Musk. I mean, mm. like... So, as, I said, as I've told people before, Elon Musk, yeah, he may look, like, grand in the eyes of memers, but his investors probably hate him. Yeah. No, 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 not, not probably. They outright they they do hate him <laughs> so um, right, so this is shit show happening on twitter with elon musk to the point where he's apparently deleted his twitter no uh, he hasn't I... he said he would but he didn't follow it up because i did Elon. see i did see twitter no it's still it's still around unfortunately but um yep. so what happened was he retweeted a piece of art of 2b that someone had made and uh when someone called him out saying hey look where's the credit for the artist he's just said no well hang on there did he retweet because you said retweet and the way tweets work is it links you to the original post so did he retweet it from the artist or did he post the picture he posted the picture all right so he posted the picture because if he retweeted it then this entire uh, discussion is has now been made redundant yeah, but so no, no, if, apparently, he, if he took um, the picture and posted it, then uh, he, he tweeted. So he yeah. tweeted a fan illustration, but nothing about the artist. So obviously he didn't do it, but he just posted something out there with this. Um, the only caption was "to be." That's it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah his fans basically like hey who's the artist you should probably credit the artist on this amazing work he went no and uh added shortly after that quote any fool can find out who the artist was in seconds and crediting the artist is destroying the medium uh sorry there elon but i hate to disagree with you because of your sheer size and pull on twitter and where the google algorithm works uh, reverse Google image searches will be affected by you posting it. So it's like he basically said, you know, crediting artists is destroying the medium. How? Mm. How? That, that's one thing that I don't understand. Like, you are spreading, you like the image, like the art that's been created. So it's the person who created that art, the responsibility that that art is there, not credit. How, how is drawing attention to that artist and getting them more funding and uh, providing them greater opportunities and abilities to make more art like that? How is that negatively impacting the industry? Well, that's that's the weird thing I don't understand. It's like crediting the cred, not crediting the artist is what ruins the industry. Hmm. But when it comes down to, like, you see this happen all the time. And Mm. it comes to a point where do you draw the line? Because some people have businesses 
based on taking someone else's art and putting it on a t-shirt or turning yeah. it into a sticker and they are making a profit of other people's art but at the same time they are like i i believe legally doing this like they wouldn't be in business if this wasn't the case there is something not in place to help artists with their art like keeping their art mm. and copywriting their art so it comes down to the aspect of all right how much does the artist actually own of their work because if someone can take it and then sell their art well like legally all of it and i am pretty sure that if anyone actually brought it up they could legally stop anyone using their art on something like you were saying t-shirts or whatever because mm. you're not supposed to be using it without permission exactly but that, that that's the case i'm trying to say because i've seen situations in which people have gone this is my art that these people are selling i've told them to take it down and they still haven't i can't do anything about it just don't buy it like mm. i've seen artists resort to like going out to their followers and fans saying hey look like don't buy this stuff because there's not a lot i can do i'm not too mm. sure if that is a hundred percent the case because i don't know too much about the legality of like artists and their art well because if they're taking if they're taking the art which belongs to the artist and they're putting it on another product and then making monetary gain from the sale of that product then that is straight out uh theft and plagiarism that's what i would think yeah, but it is 100 100 i'm, I'm would that be 100 but what is that like how much uh would you classify as theft of someone just reposting someone else's art and not crediting the artist or anything like that well it, it, how much money did they make from reposting it it depends like if you do it on instagram you could make some money yeah see that's that where it comes under instagram's own uh own fault and there needs there needs to be a way to stop obviously if people are doing that on instagram i don't fucking use instagram because instagram to me nah. is a fucking huge do shit. I. I don't really care for it but if you take someone else's artwork from instagram and repost it like without obvious even with linking to it like there has there should be a way for sort of the instagram moderators admins developers or whatever to create a sort of a net to catch all of the income that comes from that post which is someone else's artwork and immediately redistribute it back to the original artist the, the same thing happens on facebook where you see mm. like facebook groups um and they take like, they grab there's, there's this i remember shit. definitely this one uh this one guy that everyone was fucking memeing on because of his nose or some shit like that but he so would take Antonio. other people's funny videos and then yeah. put it on his facebook page where those the videos he's posting get more views on his page than the person's actual youtube and, yeah, and that page always, is yeah, what, he, like they are making money from that page well if they're making money from that page and that's pure theft yes but facebook allow this though yeah, but so Facebook there is some also legal standing. Racists and Nazis and all that shit on their platform as well. No, like, like Facebook, the... Facebook is pro-terrorism. We all know that. Oh, don't you dare get into one of those rants. What I'm trying I'm not, to say I'm not is gonna, that's all I'm going to say. What I'm trying to say is like people. There is something in place which 
screws over the artist in some way shape or form because content mm. creators have been making content and it's been redistributed elsewhere by other people with no credit and they make the money off it not the actual artists and it's theft it's, it's I would theft. I would I would think it would be theft I would 100%, 100% think it, it would be theft you're taking something that belongs to someone else and you're you're not you're not selling it exactly but you're selling the views to it you're using exactly. your own popularity to generate clicks, which not is really mention, internet currency. Not to mention, like, if you are taking the source and posting it elsewhere, the actual source of the person who made that content hmm. is losing out on potential money because these other people are seeing this content elsewhere. Hmm. So that's why, like, this is a major issue with, like, Facebook and Facebook groups and yada, 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 is art... These content creators are having their content taken by other people and those other people are making money from it. And those content creators have very little in the way of avoiding this. Of not only avoiding this, but dealing with the situation. Yeah. Otherwise, it was something as simple as like, that's not your content, you can't upload this, or that's not your con content without any sources. You Even then, like even if you link the source like let's say I made a funny video on YouTube and then some fucking YouTube page takes my funny video, uploads it onto Facebook and that gets millions of views and yet my video on YouTube has like thousand, only a couple thousand views. I've missed out on a, on a fuck ton of potential money because this yeah. group has taken it. But at the same time, like it's, it's complicated in the sense like I would believe that because they are posting it to a group, they are not claiming it as their own, like their own content. They're just reposting it. And, but that's still, that repost is still losing money for me and my channel that needs it more than they do because I'm missing out on all these people who are interested in this video. Mm. Same thing with like Elon Musk taking this person's art, posting it on his Twitter with no credit to the original person and refuses to credit the original person like that is only hurting the artist because the artist obviously if they make amazing and it is an amazing like drawing of 2b in like the greatest detail uh the artist is may mellow m-e no mealy mellow at magical prod so she's the one that did the illustration of 2b uh definitely go check out her twitter she has art, like she has some amazing work on her twitter as well it's great but yeah people pretty much did the right thing it just went hey elon musk you're a fucking cunt here's the original artist for anyone who was ever wondering and sort of like tagging the original artist in it and all that sort of stuff but yeah like the fact that Elon Musk of all people like he's dating Grimes right now she's like trying to be the most art influential person there is so he would know like if someone was to like, take art like Grimes is like a, like a prime Grime is a prime example of when someone else takes your art and you get upset because many a times before people have taken her samples of songs without her permission she's gotten upset about it so elon musk and then he just de he deleted all his tweets 
but they've been archived. They're on the internet. They exist. You can't do shit about it. And then There's he started no doing. And then he started doing like he's he posted his uh his DP is just a black color now. And he says I just deleted my Twitter account and shit like that. Like he's gone into meltdown mode. I swear. Like, are you sure? Because it says at Elon Musk here. It's a picture. No, of like this is at the time. Him. Oh, like he, time, right? I, I, I'm, he's back I'm on his actual like Twitter now. He's got a picture of a, of a fucking monkey holding a bowl of absinthe. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So he's the leader, a whole lot of shit. But Elon Musk is, he's out of control. I tell you, this is what happens when you give a meme too much power. Oh man, she does an amazing bayonetta one as well. Uh, I'm There's, gonna, I'm, I'm fucking. Tell, tell me tell me that again because I can't find her well alright so I'm gonna just link I'm gonna put her link in the uh, description of the podcast as well but uh I'll post it in our discord as well that's her art page she does some amazing stuff yeah M- Melly Magali Melly yes. Magali M-E-L-I M-A-G-A-L-I Melly she's Magali. a 2D artist and a game designer from France so yeah, she does some solid work. But yeah, she does that's very solid work. That's, that's the two B stuff. That's in the world of a. Uh, that's fucking Elon amazing. Musk. Holy shit. Elon Musk being an absolute asshole. Yeah. Uh, Bad Elon. Bad. I'll say a final one. I'll, I'll go over two no topics really. Energy for you. I'll go. I'll, I'll go over two real quick topics before going to our, our topic of tonight. Uh, mm. Master Chief Collection was apparently. Uh, planning on being ported to the PS4. That would have been interesting. That would have been, been interesting. really interesting because Master Chief Collect- Master Chief is like an Xbox icon. It's just like if they put Uncharted on the Xbox. Uh, so PlayStation podcast hosted from former IGM uh, journalist Colin Morarity said, as much as the most recent episode, I have it on good authority that the Master Chief Collection was being talked about on the PS4 years ago. Like, I have that on great authority, he says. So, apparently, he's a uh, games journalist that used to work for IGN, uh, was very buddy-buddy with Free for Free Industries, and, uh, yeah, basically was talking on one of their podcasts on uh, Sacred Symbol, saying mm. that they were planning on porting it to the ps4 for some reason like there were in discussions of whether to port the master chief collection to pc and so this was 343 that was doing it not bungie that was doing the master chief collection yeah 343 did the master chief collection this was um bungie left after odst i believe yeah after odst they started working on destiny and then that's just been like a whole two three years of just being fucked around but the thing that they believe like it wasn't going to be like a genuine like release on the playstation 4 it was more of a game like sharing the some games on the xbox live like it was some talks about sharing some games from the xbox library on a live streaming service uh for ps4 because um xbox and sony now this is this is the whole situation between Xbox and Sony that people get confused because Xbox and Sony were teaming up to create like because uh, using the same uh, technology for their game streaming services. Now mm-hmm. this is not Sony PlayStation we're talking about. This is Sony 
as in like the company Sony higher ups, not anything to do with PlayStation. People at PlayStation had no idea this was ever going on, that this deal was going on. So there's like a referendum, I think a referendum of understanding or some shit like that. It's just like how, you know how iPhones are using Samsung screens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's using that same referendum, but for like Sony to be using the same stream service that Xbox made. So that's apparently how that sort of situation could have panned out was having the uh, um, that same stream service release xbox games on the playstation console but not as a playstation release it's more of like a in tandem with xbox release okay so there's that um minecraft is probably one of the most expensive games ever like ever to be sold right now as uh minecraft story mode the telltale game is being sold at a hundred dollars an episode now there is a very good reason as to why this exists it's purely because it's for the xbox 360 version only uh as of june the 25th i believe they will be delisting every single telltale game from the xbox library but uh if you are able to download the game you can still download the game now while it's listed and down and have it on your console but after it's been delisted. If you delete it from your console, you can't get it back. So what they decided to do was to release these games onto the Xbox Xbox 360 platform, I believe, on the Xbox 360 live service platform, uh, but it had to be listed with a price. So like since Telltale is fucking down and like, no longer exists, the money goes nowhere. So what they decided to do was to create a, I think it's like a, a deterrent. It's like, hey, look, if you already own the Minecraft story mode stuff, then you can download it while this is still in the shop. But we have to put it in the shop for a price. So we're going to list them at $100 each so people don't buy it. And that, yeah. that makes sense. Like it has to be listed, but we don't want people to buy it. But you can still buy it for a hundred dollars, like. But like, tell, uh, not Telltale. Fucking uh, Xbox is going. Hey, look. Yes, if you do try to purchase this, you will be charged. That that yeah. is a hundred percent a fact. But this is the only way we can do this work around with the uh, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. So that's why each Minecraft game costs a, f- a fucking staggering hundred dollars. Each. That's why they're all sitting there going, please just don't buy the game. And it was fucking amazing how I came across this because I'm a, I like a page on Facebook called Cheap Ass Gamer and they post like game specials all the time. And the game special they posted this time was, hey, buy st- uh, Minecraft story mode for $100 an episode. And I went, that's got to be wrong. I looked at it, it was an, and it was an official fucking Xbox store page selling it for $100 each, and I could not believe my fucking eyes. And it took me a while to find some information about why this is a thing. And then after, some, like, a couple of hours of fucking browsing Reddit and the conversations, like, yeah, they they only can list this if it's being sold uh, with a price. So they put the price so ridiculously high that you were not going to buy it. So... That is that is the whole kerfuffle with uh, the Minecraft story mode. 
uh, two last things. Uh, Shenmue developers going, hey, look, we realize you guys are pissed. We definitely gonna check this check this shit out about the whole epic exclusivity. Just wait for us to get back from E3. People are still not happy. I'm waiting for that class action roll, lawsuit to roll on in if they say they can't give refunds because they're still sticking with no refunds for now. So that's that going down. And then uh, Polygon did a very nice article about Ikumi Nakamura, uh, the presenter for Ghostwire Tokyo uh at e3 man she is an absolute saint she is like the best genuine piece of e3 to ever exist Mm -hmm. she just she's so charismatic and so funny and cute and like people like now looking into her history and she's got pictures of her like reading magazines with a full fucking spaz 12 shotgun like just weird shit like that I did not know, though, that she was a, I think, a design lead for the Evil Within series and worked mm-hmm. on games like Bayonetta and Akami. So the fact that uh, that Shinji, the uh, main guy, has passed the torch down to uh, Ikumi to do all this, I think is amazing. I, I pretty much am going to buy the game on her alone. And if that was their marketing tactic, then they are fucking... They've done so well. I'd like to sit here and think that advertising doesn't work on me, but if this is their advertising, shit, man, it's worked. It's so worked, and we're not the only ones. Everyone else is, like... People are literally saying, like, they will die for her. And I would believe that. I I would believe people would be like, if there's a, someone holding a knife to Ikumi's throat, people would jump on that knife. Take leap means- on it with the due gusto yeah as she does her fucking her little jester and then runs away i'd die for that <laughs> so that's all that's all we got for the news it's glad i got for that so the podcast topic i have chosen for tonight is what is the worst piece of digital media you have ever paid good money for? So let's, I'll be a little bit more specific. Digital media consists of games, movies, or music. Good money for is not exactly a lot of money, just money that you could have spent a lot better. So is it, do you regret your purchase? Do you regret the purchase and why? Hmm. But what is the worst purchase you regret? Shall, who want, who shall wants I start to, this off? You can start this off. I can start this off. Right. Well, I've got, I've got two. I've got two because, like, it, it, the first one fits in a bit with what we were talking about with RTSs before. Like, I'm, I, you know, I, I've said it. I'm a huge fan of RTSs, and I'm a huge fucking fan of the Legend of King Arthur. But mm-hmm. King Arthur Two, the role playing strategy game on Steam, man. That game, I got that game for like I think forty bucks. Ooh. I regret, I regret paying forty bucks. I think my playtime is like twenty-two minutes in that game because that was just me trying to get the game to fucking work. It is such a buggy, broken, unplayable piece of shit. Like the animations on the character models desync, and I'm not talking like attack animations that the damage isn't coming across clearly. That's fine. Like I'm talking the fucking walk animation doesn't doesn't play properly like people like not exactly t-posing but like roller skating around the fucking map (laughs) 
The warp it, animation was a, doesn't line up to where they're moving. It doesn't even line up to the speed they're moving at. You'd have people f- in full-on sprints moving at like a slow walking speed. A slow walking speed. Like I'm talking fooling, full-on pelting sprints at that walking speed. So that's that's one of the games I regret. The next game I regret, which is a game I'll actually I can actually talk about a lot more because it's a game that I backed, I bought in early access cuz I'm a fucking idiot like that. And I regret it wholeheartedly and that's fucking Ruby Grim Eclipse or as I like to call it Ruby Graham Cracker because it is just as bland and as tasteless as a fucking graham cracker. There we go. Like that game. Here, here we go. There's the there's a fucking yes, title. Now yeah. here comes the salt. One of my fucking one of the, one of my biggest hate boners is squandered potential. And you can't get much more squandered potential than fucking Ruby. Like they have like the series oh, is about spectacle fights. So mm. naturally you think they'd make a game that's a lot of it that's entirely just a spectacle fighter. Mm-hmm. Instead, you get this co-op a character action game that has some of the shittest character action mechanics that I've ever seen. Because, yeah, I do see that with the uh, Grim Eclipse from what you showed me. is It's pretty much a roll rinse, like a bread and butter combo, the basic bread and butter combo with, like, a single variant. And yeah. as, as Ruby is, it is, like focuses a lot on the fights like the story in between doesn't really matter it's just building up to the next fight yeah the whole show is about building this but we're not talking about the show we're talking about the fucking game all right the game got so fucking bland and repetitive that i physically had to force myself and Jaden here to play through the entire fucking thing so that that was something that we both we both I forced us I physically forced the two of us to play through it. I don't even want to imagine de- how that. I was ha- determined to see the end of it. Well, no, I you- I didn't mind the game. Like I thought it was all right. It wasn't great. It was just I played it through once, and I'm not going to play it through again because I'm just not interested enough. It's not. I didn't particularly like it, but I don't hate it like Alex does. It's just not good enough for me to be interested in. It it I hate it so much because at the point in time that the game gives you a shitty escort quest, was I actually invested? That's that's how bad it was. It was it was this one mission because the game the game follows a really fucking rinse and repeat formula. It's run to the run to this blocked off area defeat these enemies using only your bread and butter combo because that's all we're going to give you is this bread and butter combo and then run to the next area rinse and repeat and then sometimes run to an area and defend something that the ai will vehemently refuse to attack it's like like when seeing that game it is like let's just have a look how much groom eclipse costs on steam uh, you should also factor in all the microtransactions they added to the fucking game. They only have nine. D- nine. Oh, the the old costume packs. All costume packs. All right. So they're three dollar costume packs. Okay. So and three like, by nine. Oh, they did add 27. characters. Seven dollar fifty yeah. character pack. So this game is twenty seven seventy five. Um, plus thirty dollars. The the D they have. Thirty dollars a DLC for a game that's twenty seven dollars. Yep. 
costume packs. But yeah, um, very positive reviews I am seeing. That's that. There's there we get another problem, which is the Ruby fan base itself, which is like those the Ruby fan base is uh, will aggressively defend anything Ruby related to the death. Like if you thought people were ready to die for uh, Miss Nakamura, you ain't seen people willing to die for Ruby. Yeah, but it's like because when I saw it, there was literally like, "Hey, your objective, defend this. Hey, your objective, attack that," and that's just it. That's it. That's the whole game. So but, run here, mash the left mouse button until it's dead. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah. not fun. It, it's it's not fun. There, there's like there are no interesting combos. Nothing in the game tells you or introduces you to shit. It's just run this way, stupid, and then that's it. Um, that's the entirety of the game. I and I Jayden. want my money back. Jaden, how about you? What's the worst piece of media you've ever bought? Um, honestly, I might have to say that Grim Eclipse that Alex has been talking about. Not because, <laughs> as I said, I don't, I don't actually particularly dislike it that much. It's just, it's didn't attract my attention enough to play it anymore. But more's the point of. I can't recall buying something that I've actively hated. Because if I'm buying a game, as a general rule, it's either something I'm sure I'm going to like, like I was talking about Oh, no, it doesn't have to be a game. It could be a music or movies as well. I don't tend to grab a lot of them. And again, when I do, it's when I know I already like it. Because well. I tend to research and, like, the only piece of media or entertainment that I could probably say was a disappointment, or was a noticeable disappointment, was more happenstance than anything else. Mm. Um, and the reason for that was because uh, this was a physical thing. I went up to Sydney to do this massive paintball game with a few mates that with a few mates, we were all catching up with a mate who was living in Sydney at the time. Um, and I ended up missing out on the last half of that because I fell sick. The second okay, time... Okay, so you missed out on it. Mm. Yeah. But again, that was happenstance. I was having fun. It was a good time. It's And the other happenstance, which isn't something I spent money on, but is in kind of the, a similar vein. Um, my 10th birthday, I believe. I had like five friends over and we were doing a Star Wars marathon because I was really keen on Star Wars. That night, I got chicken pox. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so that was fun. Jeez. But I can't... Didn't your mother ever give you those chicken pox parties? Yeah. But I honestly can't say that there's been something i've really been that disappointed in in buying like media wise or entertainment wise either that or i just don't remember it because it's not important enough for me to remember either way hmm well mine everyone here knows mine but i'm a, I'm a fucking do a good public service for about it probably next week's podcast but that is the silent hill fan film requiem now i made i made these two 
crazy lunatics watch this film with me because I needed to show right. someone. So what I can say is I I enjoyed that movie ironically. It was a I, bad movie, but I did have fun watching it. I didn't even have that. That movie However, made me... Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just however mean just not yeah, not speak. I can I totally can. Um, however, was that the one where you went, "Hey, I think this movie sucks because it's got these issues," and then got kicked off a uh, Silent Hill fan right, page so, for doing so? So yes, yes that's so someone, so how I found out about this film was in two ways one uh i was friends with a chick who was making music for the fan film and she posted like the fan film on her facebook and i'm like yeah congratulations your music's good sucks the film is shit (laughs) and then uh that got followed by a whole bunch of messages from the director himself and i'm just like like he's going, you know, you don't know anything about Silent Hill. I was like, I, I fu- you are saying that's the wrong person. I, I have invested years of my life into Silent Hill, years, decades, even. I know too much about Silent Hill and what it's about. In case and it's this not guy's already obvious. Kenny's the horror fan of this group. So mm. like, he's he's basically saying like, I'm I'm taking the piss out of them at the same time. It's like, man, why can't you just leave the Silent Hill franchise to die? Like, just let it die, all right? It had some good games and then got fucked with a lot of bad games. I can accept it just not being a thing anymore. And so I'm posting, like, Simpsons memes at him because fucking I'm mature, right? And so uh, she deleted me off Facebook and blocked me, and he blocked me. And then that was the end of that. Like, because I saw a trailer to the film and I just went, that is dog shit. It is the most ugliest looking fucking green filter. So the movie has like three filters happening all at once, all the time. There is a vignetting filter. There is a, like a moldy green filter over everything and then there is like uh film scratches all the time so those three uh filters are on permanently all the time see uh, I, and I like think, that looks like dog shit i think this might say something about why i don't really probably why i don't remember a disappointing purchase i made in media is i absolutely watched this film with you kenny i we mm-hmm. we all watched it probably two months ago no, longer than that. Longer than that. Regardless, I don't remember anything from it. So, this this You movie, have successfully repressed the movie. <laughs> this movie... That's great, because I can't, Kenny, I can't repress that fucking movie, because the my sole singular hatred for that movie comes from the only thing that's in that movie, which is the director's penis. So, just in context... I remember that. Uh, the director plays the character James Sunderland. And for some fucking unknown reason, uh, the director puts James Sunderland's character tied up 
uh, butt naked with all these nurses rubbing their hands all over his body. So his dick is like front and center. Like the the scene revolves around his dick. And mm. there is no need for this. This scene like there's that's that could happen with a lot of this fucking movie. It's all the scenes you can cut and not miss a single thing. That's this the description of the entire fucking movie is it doesn't but need to exist. This the second time I got onto the uh this uh situation was i was a member of some silent hill fan page group etc etc and someone posted hey have a look at this fan made silent hill film what do you think about it and i'm like okay i'm gonna put it in a more respectable term i do not think the movie looks good because the filters um are very grimy that they don't represent anything about silent hill uh, the green screening is poorly done. The actors are incredibly badly acted. Dante, calm down. Uh, they're terribly acted, uh, and <coughs> it does not pay attention or respect anything from the Silent Hill franchise or source material. It literally just does whatever the fuck it wants. So I put I put that in a more respectable thing. And then I just had all these people abusing me. You don't know what a good film is. You, are you even a Silent Hill fan? And it's like, it's like, if you think this film, one of the comments was, if you think this film uh, disrespects the source media, are you even a Silent Hill fan? And I was like, all right, two things. One, James Sunderland, the most average, mundane, everyday guy who's pretty much even afraid of his own shadow at times. He is now a smoking, gun-toting alcoholic who acts like a fucking badass, to which the movie has a quote with him saying, like, if the police can't help you and the priest won't save you, they say you go to James Sunderland. I'm like, what the fuck? No, James Sunderland is not this, like, swearing fucking gun-toting, smoke, cigarette-smoking, alcoholic guy who fucking plays by his own rules to get results. No, that's not James Sunderland. Secondly, Heather Mason has fucking psychic ice powers now. <laughs> when? When the fuck did, they, did she get psychic ice powers? And then finally, Silent Hill... Is not ruled under fucking Cthulhu. <laughs> this is Cthulhu. Silent Hills. Silent Hill is not ruled by fucking Cthulhu. <laughs> because in the movie, so the main thing in the movie is, hey, look, Silent Hill is spreading. What? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Silent Hill is spreading. Monsters are going outside of Silent Hill. Yada yada yada. So all the main characters from all the series, I'm talking Henry from the game four, Heather from game three, James from game two, even fucking uh, Harry from the first game comes back as a spirit. Comes back as a fucking spirit in Silent Hill, even though he died nowhere near Silent Hill. So all they come, all those people come back to put an end to Silent Hill once and for all. And apparently Silent Hill is Silent Hill because of Cthulhu. And if you think I'm kidding, no. 
they recite H.P. Lovecraft's quote from the Necronomicon, and the big baddie is a woman in red who fights the crew with tentacles, to which Heather Mason and uh, Cthulhu have a psychic battle to the end. (laughs) And apparently Uh. I'm not a fan of Silent Hill because I don't know the source material. You can go fucking suck it because that is god-awful trash. And I'm... I will be re-watching this film to give you a detailed analysis on this about this film and why it's fucking terrible on the next podcast because I feel it is public fucking service that this film gets shut the fuck down. I don't want it to exist. Now... Deleted from the internet. My hate comes from two things. One... The fact that it's like the obviously worst adaptation of Sein- Seinfeld. Yeah, no, nah, Seinfeld. It's the worst adaptation of Seinfeld I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, secondly, it has been getting glowing reviews from groups like Rely on Horror. Um, think I want to say Rock Paper Shotgun or shit like that. People saying like this is the best thing ever, and. That I just cannot stand. So, and I, alright, so I had to donate this fuck $15 to get a copy of this film. And do you know how I received it? As a, wasn't it like a torrent link that you got? He sent me an email, fucking, like, fittingly enough, it came with my junk mail, uh, <laughs> of a Mediafire link. Oh, that's right. <laughs> to the film. Now, you can't get... You can't buy this film. And it's very obvious that you're not allowed to sell this film because it has a fuck ton of copyrighted material in it. He didn't just, like, put, like, Silent Hill stuff in it. He ripped actual stuff from the game to put in this movie. To the point in where, in the first scene, where Heather is in the subway... I can point to you exactly where in Silent Hill 3 that is because that is the exact same location as the subway in Silent Hill 3. So he's just ripped. Like, he hasn't done his own shit. He's just ripped stuff from the game to put in his own film. Which also uh, explains why he needs those three fucking filters so you can't see the shitty PS1 and PS2 graphics. But that's the thing, though. Like... As soon as I saw that, I'm like, I know that fire hydrant. I know that fire hydrant and I know that door. That is from the game. It's not meant for people who are raised on Silent Hill and Resident Evil, Kenny. It's meant for schmucks like me who want to watch the movie so we can get caught up on all the wrong information and then get into an online internet battle where both of us are clearly wrong about something. But it's like, like, he can't sell this shit konami doesn't even know this shit exists and if it did he would shut him down i'm surprised konami hasn't stepped in because he's getting more fucking indiegogo shit to fund his new series silent hill lazarus about that how how are they even going to justify a sequel if they killed cthulhu as as much as problems as that sentence in itself has wasn't that the cause and how are they gonna 
Uh, Didn't they leave the movie on a cliffhanger? No. I don't know and I don't care. Everyone was fine. The cliffhanger was fucking... Oh, spoiler alert, because I don't want you to fucking watch this, so I'm going to spoil it for you now. Uh, James wanted to kill Heather because apparently James's dead wife, which is alive now for some reason, even though it's all done with, uh, said that he needs to kill Heather for her to come back. And that was the thing. And then everyone's just like, oh, you didn't kill me. Hi, bye. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And then you go into a fucking 20-minute demo reel of Silent Hill Lazarus, which is the exact same uh, vignetting, exact same filmy, film grain and scratch, but now with an all-new blue dog shit filter. Uh. <laughs> I know, right? Expectations exceeded. <laughs> Oh, they're going to make a third one and put a red filter on at that time so we can finally get all three of the RGB colors. Oh, I know, right? But yeah, so so that is... And so yeah, I had to donate to him. I couldn't put money... I couldn't buy the film because that's super illegal. But as long as I donate past a certain paywall, he'll send me a Mediafire link to which is not secure at all so I could I could just send it to any one of my friends and said, "Hey, download this film." Mm, but you totally didn't do that. I because... totally did not do that because mm-hmm. that is not like me. I did not. I totally did not send this link to a couple of other friends and said, "Hey, download this," because that is not something I would do. Because I would not dare dare burden them with that movie ever. I would not mm. dare to burden good friends with that movie. Then why do I have director penis in my brain, Kenny? Because let's just say uh, it was gonna happen anyway. <laughs> yes. So that is, and I had to pay fifteen dollars for that. To which I was either tossing up, going, "Hey, do I want to buy this fucking Steam game, which I eventually bought, or do I want to buy this movie?" Just to fucking see how dog shit it actually is. So I'm once again a part of the problem and I'm funding this fucking terrible directors. Oh, not by the way, this director has on his YouTube page, like, um, like a director's commentary videos about how he wanted to respect the, cause he says he is a massive Silent Hill fan and he wanted to respect, uh, the source material, but you know, it's, it's something I guess super happy nurse, fun, touchy time got in the way. Yes, oh, the, like uh, you got to give it to though. That guy's resourceful. Like he managed to get not only twins of the nurse, but like the only person in the world that gave birth to like twenty identical t- twins and dressed them all up in nurses and put them everywhere. Oh, not to mention, um, so this argument goes around a lot in the uh, Silent Hill community. But uh, pyramid, the red pyramid thing is exclusive to James Sunderland. Exclusive. No one else can see him. Pyramid except, Head. Sort of like Pyramid Head. Because mm. uh, in Silent Hill 2, the monsters that James sees is exclusive to him in some degree. So there are monsters that regular people see, but it comes down to guilt of like guilt or crime. 
there's a girl called Laura in the game. She doesn't see monsters at all because she's not guilty. She doesn't have a bird or anything like that. She's just a young innocent. She doesn't see monsters at all. But James Sutherland sees all these monsters. Uh, Maria, which is uh, like a reincarnation of James's dead wife, uh, she can see these monsters, but she is a product of Silent Hill. So that's why she can see them. But yeah, uh, James's wife is dead. And it's, I said, I'll go a little more in depth as to why this film is the biggest crock of shit. And I, I should be a public service that this shit gets shut down. But that is like my worst ever purchase. To the, all right. I've never bought something that's made me so angry I can't sleep. Never in my life have I bought something and just went, this pisses me off so much that I am I am unable to sleep. That on its own is impressive. I paid for this. Fucking sadists and masochists should be fucking envious of me for what I have just done. <laughs> you, you, were, you were able to suffer through and put yourself through such an abhorrent amount of torture that every sadomasochist out there is like, whoa, man, do you need help? Man, if, if you need a shelter to cry on, I'm right here. I, I, my lever's a bit dirty, but I'm right here, all right? <laughs> all right, so that's that's me done. So I think that's... I've called that a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Mm. All right, so, yeah, once again, we... Uh, Come check us out on the socials. I'll have that linked into the description. Come check us out on our YouTube page. Uh, we have like great quality content coming out. So our YouTube page is Ozplays. That is A-U-S space P-L-A-Y-S exclamation point. I'm pretty sure the exclamation point is necessary. It is. But uh, yeah, you'll see a uh, monochrome Australia up on the... Uh, up on in the display picture come check us out subscribe to us support us we we, we will love your support your support's amazing and uh yeah i'll call that for today's podcast we have to do some recording now ah yes we do do some small recording all right catch you guys later all right catch us see ya